for the coaches or for the people from the industry, they will know that, but still. Yeah. Back in the time when I was with Paris Saint-Germain in Al-Ittihad, so one of the biggest Saudis club, you know, with the biggest fan base, mm-hmm. basically in Asia, the coach was Slaven Bilic. So Slaven Bilic was the coach in national team of Croatia, won a lot of things with, uh, he was a coach with West Ham, uh, Fenerbahce and so on. Mm-hmm. So he was over there with, I right. think, seven Croatian coaches. And um, we got to know each other and I was... Welcome back to the Sporting Little Podcast, and today I'm here with Clement. And uh, Clement, how uh, how are you? How's uh, how's life these days? Um, thank you, Ole, for hosting me. I'm super excited to talk with you. And um, in my in in my side, everything is is great, like always. <laughs> so hopefully, you're also doing well. Glad to hear it, and it's it's, it's a pleasure having you part of uh, the podcast. You know, I think uh, you know it's going to be really interesting uh, for people to know a little bit more about your background. You know, Block Sport One, a lot of cool stuff. You know that you've been uh, up to throughout your journey so far, and uh, you know I, I think it's a lot is going to come as well. But uh, I mean, like I, I think we're just going to you know take it to the beginning. You know, and just give us the insights on like how your journey in the sport industry began. Take us back. (laughs) Okay. So um, me and coming from family, which was involved in sports, especially Mm -hmm. football. We're coming from a really small town in Slovenia called Naklo. Mm -hmm. But the thing was that when I was born, Naklo played in first Slovenian division. So it was like a small village. 1500 right. people playing in the first division and uh people were crazy about football so here in slovenia they were saying like oh naklo is like the most crazy football um uh village in the world you know <laughs> um, and yeah it was like you know when the biggest slovenian club in that time olympia was playing in naklo it was like 3000 4000 people and attending you know it was like wow. big thing for the whole community and right. that that kind of stuck with me, you know. So from young age, um, I think I was four, I start playing football, training football. Um, and this is how, you know, I became involved in the, let's say, sports industry from really young age. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, first as a, as a player, later on, I think I was like 20 uh, as a coach. And then <laughs> what what didn't I do, you know, in the sports <laughs> industry from from secretary role to VP to president <laughs> to CEO now to technical director. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of funny. <laughs> a little bit of everything. Yeah, a I mean, like, I, I think, uh, you know, when you're talking about this story, I just feel like we have to go watch a game, you know, in your city <laughs> at some point. No, no, no. Now my city, like our the village, is playing like this uh, regional leagues, and yeah. it's, it's nothing what it used to be. But you know, yeah. when as a young boy you have this right. experience, it stucks with you. You know, you know oh, what's yeah, possible. No, you know, you're always chasing those dreams, and yeah, right. for me it was like always chasing the dream. And when you're chasing the dreams, some sometimes also dream dreams come true. You know. Right, no, hundred percent. And I mean, like, let's let's hope fingers crossed that the you know the your 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 local team you know steps up again once once in the, like the big leagues. You know, who knows? You know, it's a 
it's always the David versus Goliath, you know, the, the charm story. <laughs> if, 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 if I can joke a little bit, I would say, okay, Ole, when we make like real millions, then we invest back in the local community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's going to be, it's going to be a bit easier, you know. Yeah, yeah, go for it. I mean, like, how is, the, how is that a joke? You know, I don't think that's a joke at all. It's good to have those dreams, you know, and goals, you know. Yeah, yeah, and give give back the community, oh, yeah. you know, when you were you were born and so on and so Absolutely. forth. Absolutely, yeah, I I mean, like I thought of a, thought a lot about that too, you know, with sporting global. But I'm like, okay, things you know goes really well. I mean, like it's just like one thing is like give back, you know, to the community. Like you know, want want things to be better, and and especially with sports, right? Like know how much it's you know been valuing for you, for me. You know, a lot of people that are in the sport industry just. It's just so much passion, you know, and and giving that back, it's uh, it, it's amazing. But let's let's speed, you know, a little bit forward to what you're doing now, you know, especially at Locksport One. Obviously, you're the COO there, and first of all, like, you know, what what is Locksport One all about? And second of all, like, what are some of your you know key responsibilities and and tasks that you have there? Okay, but maybe I have to go. A little bit back you know still um yeah go for it. pandemic times so yeah you know when all of this covid situation started mm-hmm. um suddenly i have a lot i had a lot of let's say free time you know right and i was always intrigued with blockchain technology with cryptocurrencies and so on and so forth right. so um me and my friend we had some ideas you know what to do how to do it especially how to interact with the fandom uh, Mm -hmm. of these big clubs and what to give back to the people, you know. And of course, you're also thinking, you know, how to make this project successful. So LinkedIn, it helped me a lot because over there I met Tomas, the Mm -hmm. CEO of Blogsport One and the founder of Blogsport One. Right. And we start talking, you know, what's possible, what we can do together. Is there there any possibilities? And, you know... We clicked, and from there, the the journey, my journey in Blogsport One, started. Right. And Blogsport One, as a Blogsport One, is a Swiss company established mm-hmm. in 2019, and it has, let's say, m- many different areas that we are working on. So, right. business to business, business to customer. On one hand, we have scouting applications scouting solution especially for emerging markets Mm -hmm. Um, i'm talking about africa south america Mm -hmm. on the other hand we also have nftdeals.io which is i think one of the best names in the industry in regards to nft marketplace that we are having but we are also building um something maybe i can disclose some things a little bit um athlete accelerator with the Genesis token for the athletes. It's something that we just won an award with GSIC, uh, Global Sports uh, Center in Madrid, mm-hmm. Innovation Center in Madrid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is something that we are going to develop along the way, you know, but um, it will take some time, it will take some effort. Um, maybe the community or the blockchain crypto community, it's not something that might click today right or might happen today because with all honesty and with all due respect crypto community what it wants a lot of times is just quick buck um speculation a lot of that but when you're developing something in pretty new areas 
with pretty new technology, let's say. Um, it takes a lot of time and it takes also some education, but we are going to offer athletes and on the other hand, people some something new, something innovative, you know, and um, hopefully both sides will be happy. And of course, there is also the possibility for the brand. So uh, we are pretty excited about it. Yeah, no, 100%. I mean, like, it's it's a very exciting, you know, emerging market, a lot of, you know, cool things that are happening there. And they could touch on, you know, some really key points of, of course, you know, providing this new opportunity and this new, you know, kind of asset or, or you know, um, you know, sector in a sense, in, in a sense of exploring that as a, in, in the sport industry. But, but uh, on the other side, like, you talk about educating it, you know, and so like, you know, helping spreading that awareness and, and helping people understand what, what more it is all about. And, and I guess like, if you, if you wanted to just dive a little bit, I guess, more into, uh, you know, some of the responsibilities that you're having, like what, what are some of your key, you know, focus areas right now? Me as a CEO, mm-hmm. CEO, correct. Yeah. Right. Correct. Um, okay. So basically because we are a startup i cannot fool people around and say okay i have only these responsibilities <laughs> because everybody is uh, working on everything you know right. we are doing things together and here the biggest thanks goes to tomas and alex um, yeah. let's say we are the key part of blog sport one of course we have also some other other people involved and um but let's say my my key responsibility still i would say is growth and partnerships and also, of course, operations, but there is also a lot of creative work behind um, right. thinking, in, implementing new ideas. Um, I'm not the, let's say, the technical guy. Mm. Um, so that's why these are, let's say, the, my main focuses. Right. Um, and how it is in this industry is that you need a lot of connections. You need a lot of partnerships. Basically, really a lot, a lot of things is, is based around that. And um, yeah, this is uh, this is what we are we are doing at the moment, and of course, developing these new solutions for the market. Yeah, I mean, like makes makes total sense, and I think I'm, I'm glad you said that. Well, let's let's be honest here, you know, and, and let's say it how it is, because I think people yeah. as well like it's it's uh, it, it's important to kind of like help people realize, you know, what's what it's like being part of a startup, and also I think in a sense a little bit about what it's like to be in the sport industry. You know, a lot of the times, even if you're in a, you know, bigger organization in sports, it's still, you know, wearing multiple hats, you know, doing a lot of different kind of, you know, tasks and responsibilities. And that's just part of, you know, the the, the sector and, 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 and the average, I would say, sport organization, unless you're obviously, you know, for a big, big team, but most people, you know, are not that. So there's only so many, you know, big professional teams out there. So hence, you know, it's it's uh, you know great to kind of like have that. But I wanted to I wanted to go a little back to you know, um, I guess in a sense a little bit on your uh, coaching, you know, a little bit on like technical director that kind of you know time frame because obviously you work a little bit for the PSG Academy in Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia for, for once, we kind of like have to talk, you know, how, how that happened in the first place. And obviously now working, you know, closer with Inter Academy in the same location. I don't know if it's like the same place in Saudi Arabia, but at the same time, uh, let, let's talk a little bit about why Saudi Arabia <laughs> and kind of like how that, all, all that stuff first. And then we go into more, you know, I guess, uh, the trans- trans- transitioning into more administrative role, but, but let's, Talk about like how how that came up and how that started. <laughs> yeah, you know, before we were talking about dreams. Yeah, and I'm telling you, I was always 
a dreamer, you know, and people okay. thought maybe this guy is a bit crazy. <laughs> Coming from a small town from Slovenia, which is, let's be honest, nothing in football world, you know, still. Right. We have, to, we have to be honest, it is what it is. Yeah. And you have these dreams, you know, and you're dreaming. And me being a football coach, starting with C license and then B, then UEFA, then pro license, you know, you're, go, you're going step by step. And I was working also, I think, seven years in Austria. Mm-hmm. Um, so it prepares, you know, for the next steps. But right. in reality, it's also like that. I don't know how familiar you are I, I believe you are you know with this law of attraction or whatever you want to call it but right. one day i decided you know i want to become a different i want to become better you know and i'm going to attract some big things mm-hmm. i'm not joking around after let's say maybe one month i don't know being different you know believing in possibilities uh, just vibrating on a different level yeah, yeah. um some random number is calling me from Saudi Arabia. So watching the phone and it was like Saudi Arabia. What is that? You know, and <laughs> I remember before my good friend was a uh, technical director in Saudi, um, no, in Saudi Arabia, in Paris Saint-Germain Academy in Egypt. And he told mm. me, Clement, look, I will, not doing, I will not do this job anymore. You can send your CV and um, that's it, you know. And I really did do that, you know. Right. And I forgot about it. Yeah, completely. Yeah. yeah. So, so when the number from Saudi Arabia was calling me, I was like, what is this? You know, I answered the phone. Yeah. And on the other side, it was like, okay, this is Paris Saint-Germain, Saudi Arabia. We are looking for a technical director. And our friends at uh, Academy in Egypt gave us your CV and your CV looks impressive. We would like to talk about it. So nice. that's how uh, Paris Saint-Germain role technical director all came about you know mm. then of course it was like Paris Saint-Germain okay cool nice opportunity let's go for it you know what I what I can lose you know I can right go on the plane and go back to Slovenia every any day basically so <laughs> yeah it yeah. was nothing and they also told me okay we are looking for head coach also if you can bring a head coach uh, it would be also nice and of course uh, I did that my friend came with me, one of the best coaches that I know, uh, Narsei mm-hmm. Mubi, and we we went to Saudi Arabia. And uh, <laughs> man, I have so many stories about Saudi Arabia and people and football over there. It's 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 a game changer, you know. You really learn a lot, and uh, that's how uh, Paris Saint Germain and Saudi Arabia came along. Yeah. It was like, okay, let's just go for it, you know. Whatever happens, <laughs> happens, but. Then so many good things happened and so right. many new connections, networking happened. It's, right. uh, it's something that um, definitely I would do again and again and again. Mm. But, but okay, but uh, I mean, like we have to talk about some of these stories then. I mean, like there's, there, there's no way around it. You, 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 already, you already teased it up, you know? So now you have to like bring yeah. it up. We need to hear some of those stories. That's, that's just how but, it is. <laughs> But man, those stories are like a little bit on the edge, you know. Yeah, I'm mean, like, <laughs> well, you t- t- take the ones that are, you know, I'm mean, like, I get no, but, but okay, I can, I can talk about it, you know, because it's sporting world, and I yeah, think yeah. people, it's okay pe- pe- for people to know, you know, what you're oh, dealing yeah. with and where yeah. you are, you know. Yeah. I will yeah. not say any names, but still, no, no, no. Um, you know, when you're in this world, you're you're coming to Saudi Arabia, you don't know, you know, what's, right. what's going to happen, how it's yeah, going to yeah. be. And you're over there, you know, so, but we are coming from Europe, you know, from, 
let's say from structure, you're structured, you know how right. to do it, what to do it. Then you're coming to the world, which is basically a little bit more chaotic. Mm-hmm. And uh, they don't follow the same rules that we are, you know? Right. And you try, you try and changing them at the beginning, you can see, okay, this, this <laughs> is not going to work. It's impossible. Right. <laughs> and, um, then realizing you know that the guy who was holding the the license in saudi arabia was not paying paris saint germain you and you were on the brick to lose the license and you know yeah. going over there as technical director okay you're thinking i'm responsible for the field you know what's happening on right. the field with coaches with everything okay right and then you have two possibilities either you take over everything or you go home all right and we decided in that case that we are going to do everything right and we started with uh, with coaching courses with many more activities so that the people can be paid you know our mm-hmm. people in the academy can be paid because right the owner was not the most trustful uh, trustworthy guy and the most honest guy <laughs> and there are so many stories behind that you know you couldn't believe it i was shocked you know? right i was shocked about let's say the corruption that yeah. it's over there I know that there is also corruption in Slovenia and oh, also yeah. in Europe and so on, but I was shocked that in one of the biggest schools, uh-huh. international schools, it was like you need to pay X amount so that the security guys will leave you alone. Right. Um, and when we were doing, let's say, a coaching course, everything was set up with the school. All of the mails were there. Everything was uh, arranged, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> everything is, let's say, verified. Yeah. But one one hour before this event, and there were like hundreds of people waiting outside to be on on this course. The financial director of the school comes to me and he says, "Clement, do you have a contract with me?" And I was like, "Shocked! No, I don't have any contract with you, but everything is set with the school." Uh-huh. And it was like three times. You don't understand me. You don't have a contract. And I was like, "Okay, let's play the game." You know, uh-huh. trying to push the guy a little bit. Okay. I don't have a contract, but what will happen? He said, I will cancel the event. And I said, who will go out and tell those people that the event is canceled? And instantly he said, I will do it. <laughs> it's not a problem. I was like, okay, this guy is not joking around. Mm-hmm. So we started two hours late and we had to pay the guy 40% of the whole income, no. not, not no. the profit, not the whole income. And he said to me, look, Clement, uh, this is... This is a punishment for you, so we will know better for the next time. Otherwise, it's twenty five percent. So many stories like that around Saudi Arabia. I'm not saying that Saudis are bad. No, no, no way. No. I love, no. I love them. Everything is yeah. cool. Everything is nice. But there are also some stories that that teach, gives you really like life lessons. You know how uh-huh. how to behave in different situations. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, like that's, <laughs> that's, that's one uh... of the stories. I mean, like, that's that's really fascinating, though, in a sense. I, I mean, like, of course, like, sometimes you just got to learn the hard way, right? And, uh, of course, it's, uh, I mean, like, I don't even know what to say because I'm not used to kind of like that. that sort of, like, I'm from Norway, you know, like, it's structured. <laughs> so, but let, me tell you, let me just tell you another story. Sorry to interrupt. Go for it. I mean, like, I'm, I'm... For the coaches or for the people from the industry, they will know that, but still. Yeah. Um, Back in the time when I was with Paris Saint-Germain in Al-Ittihad, so one of the biggest Saudis club, you know, with the biggest fan base, mm-hmm. basically in Asia, 
the coach was Slaven Bilic. So Slaven Bilic was the coach in national team of Croatia, won a lot of things with, uh, he was a coach with West Ham, uh, Fenerbahce and so on. Mm-hmm. So he was over there with, I right. think, seven Croatian coaches. And um, we got to know each other and I was doing my pro license and I needed to do like seven days with, with a big club. And I went over there and we discussed, okay, I will be I will be with Aliti Hat for seven days. Mm-hmm. Everything was set up. Right. And me and my head coach, we were watching the training, you know, and before the training, the president came, everybody was greeting each other, you know, kissing each other, like <laughs> everything is super cool. Right. So everything was set up. The next day, the very next day, Slaven Bilic was fired. The very next day. So, you know, you always need to have this distance, you know, between right. the president and so on, because you never know what's happening behind. Mm, so it was good. a lesson also for me you know okay everybody can be so friendly and so nice but next day you're gone all right it's of course a little bit easier when you are like a big coach or a non-coach okay you have contract you will be uh reimbursed <laughs> repaid back but mm. still you know it it can it can be painful also yeah it's uh i think it's a good eye-opener right in a sense of just understanding how the mechanisms work and i think sports and perhaps you know being in the coaching space and, and that kind of uh you know it's uh it, it's a lot of you know challenging <laughs> things coming up along the way um and oh, just all the time you know and uh especially especially in countries in countries like that you know mm-hmm. when everything is so 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 dependent by the result Right. For me, it was crazy in Saudi Arabia. I was telling them those courses for coaches. Why are you so intrigued with the result with, let's say, under eight, under nine, under ten? Mm-hmm. And then I was asking them, who, who was the the champions of under seventeen Allievi Nazionale in Italy? Let's say last year. Nobody knew. You know, they were guessing because it's not important. Nobody cares right. about right. it at the end of the day. Okay, how many as a coach? How many good players did you let's say help to produce what is the story there you know who cares if you won if you lost of course you are trying to build this winning mentality but everything to be focused around winning Mm -hmm. it's crazy for me it's crazy coming from europe and i saw many things but coming from europe being in the game let's say under 12 and the coaches are fighting and the players are, fight, are fighting every game, every game, every game. And it's, you know, one, one more story, you know. I'll go for it. We were okay. playing like Paris Saint-Germain against, against AC Milan uh, mm-hmm. Academy, you know. Mm-hmm. And it was, I think, under nine, under nine. Under nine. And oh, one of my guys, one of my guys, local coach, mm-hmm. was a referee in mm. that game, you know. And... It was so crazy for me. My guy, my guy, my coach, he refereed that there is a penalty kick for us when we all saw that there was no foul. And even if there was a foul, it was like 10 meters away from the penalty area. And I was like, what is this? You know, come on, you cannot do something like that. Right. No, no, we have to win. We have to win all costs. 
it doesn't matter. So, yeah, you know, so different, 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 uh, different world. Different, yeah, different, different world. Yeah, different yeah. World. it's interesting. I mean, like, yeah. I think like my question was like literally just talking about key learning lessons along the way. I mean, like, you already brought like three great stories. I'm not gonna touch more upon that. You know, we already we already got the stories on uh, on some great learning lessons that you have from this. Um, I, I wanted to I wanted to go more into um, the bubble that you're in now. You know, with the you know sports tech, blockchain, you know, startup bubble. Um, what would you say are some of the great opportunities that, that that are coming up from this like that you're coming across on your on your entrepreneurial journey now working for a startup working in blockchain like what are some things that you spotted that you're like okay that's that's uh something that people need to keep in mind um i would say what i saw in world football summit in madrid in uh, mm -hmm. september that a lot a lot a lot of attention is going to blockchain is going to this um, fandom oriented um, projects, companies. Uh, I was surprised that I would say more than 50%, I would even say 70% of the whole panels over there were talking about, about how to engage fandom, mm. um, how to attract even more fandom into the game and how to somehow um incentivize them you know all right and um let's say with socios with sorer with some other vapor labs um you can see where the trend is going you can also see the trend um, on on the football shirts or with sponsorships and so on who is who is now like now in the past year the biggest spender over there you know mm. or still not the biggest but you know, the trend is going over there. It's going to this crypto blockchain right. uh, projects. And right. uh, over there, I think see, I can see the opportunity. The opportunity lies there. Of course, the bear market will somehow change the game a little bit. You know, good projects will stay, bad will die. Um, but yeah, I, I, can see, I can see a lot of opportunities there in relations with how to engage fan fandom um i think the opportunity lies there in regards to sport industry also you have this um great companies great projects like iotex you know building these oracles with um different kind of solutions also for sporting industry it can be applied it's an amazing things that are happening but right. we are i think in so early stage of this development and also adoption of everything that we are on, we are just starting there is yeah. no mass adoption yet but i think it's going to happen along the way yeah i think obviously that's that's one of the challenges in sports too it's like you know on the on the business side sometimes it takes a little bit of time you know especially like you know on the administrative side of things um and then all these integrations but i think it's you know as you were talking about like it's it's about spotting those trends and also not just utilize it for the the purpose of attractiveness but for the purpose of does it create value in you know the organization or the sector right. that you're in right and the, that i think right. is uh, you know uh, one of the key challenges that that the industry is, is facing in a sense because you want to be part of it but then you maybe like don't have the facilities you know to to do it yet 
and that's also like a valid point right because i mean like we 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 seen like even now like talking about um you know the the metaverse right and like this kind of like haha topic and then like if you don't have a proper social media strategy yet then how are you going to expect to get results in the metaverse for instance so it's like some barriers and steps has to be taken before you you jump you know to the sky or to the moon you know yeah but on the other hand there is also so much pace around this area this crypto area blockchain right. metaverse whatever you want right. to call it everything is changing in such a pace that it's crazy you know 100%, 100%. Um, yesterday i don't know um twitter ads were working fine you know this was like the best option for you right. today okay now yeah. discord today is oh, discord or yeah, yeah. it's uh, instagram it's changing so rapidly you know 100%. and you're always trying to to catch the moment or to be even you know the trendsetter but mm. <laughs> you never know you never know what's what was working yesterday it might not work today or oh tomorrow. yeah no of course you always have so to this is also the challenge but it's also an exciting thing you know yeah and it, it and it is the opportunity you know it's sort of like a double-edged yeah. double-edged sword in a sense and yeah. I, I think that leads me a little bit to you know the, the, the question that i have um in terms of like some tips you know that you that you want to provide for some students you know that are you know looking for a career now you know in the sports sports tech industry you know what are, what are some key areas that they should keep an eye on like what are some things that like what are some tips that you would provide them i know you have you know coaching background as well but looking at a little bit i guess from just your overall story your overall kind of like background and tips and what you learned along the way like what are some things that um, these students and young professionals should 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 keep in mind. Yeah, um, what I will say first things first. Have a goal or have a dream and follow it. Um, I didn't mention, you know, now that I'm involved with Inter, working for Inter, working with Inter. Ninety-seven mm. is the year that Ronaldo came to Inter. And I fell in love with the club. I felt I was in love with Ronaldo, and then that's why I fell in love with the club. Right. And let's say 22, 23 years later, I, w- I started working with Inter, you know, and working with the, let's say, your childhood love, club, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's again, you know, follow the dreams. Right. Never, never be like afraid. To follow this this journey of yours on the other hand be persistent you know nothing comes easily you know right. today we are so intrigued with this instant success and this guy did that and i don't know he traded some cryptocurrency and make millions yeah okay but if you are not prepared you will also lose millions along the way this this is just how it is yeah and people are you know they are also asking me you know how it is like I would also love to work with Inter or with Paris Saint-Germain or with Blocksport or whatever, you know, but they don't see the journey behind, you know. Mm-hmm. They don't see that I was sleeping in the car in Austria, don't have enough money to go back home, you know, home and back and so on. Right. And I was sleeping right. in the car and I was sleeping in the tent. Mm-hmm. I can I can write books about, you know, <laughs> how many stories I have with, right. with that kind of situations, but yeah. people don't see that. And right. when you're in the situation, you're like struggling, but 
you are persistent, you're fighting for something. Mm. And at the end of the day, you know, you read the reward. It is like that always mm. on every area. So be patient and um, just do the steps, you know, that needs to be done and trust yourself and trust the guidance from, I don't know, whoever you, you want to call it God or universe, whatever. Right. But uh, I would also say where the opportunities, I, where I see the opportunities in sport, sport tech world, I would say a lot is going to analytics, mm-hmm. um, especially football. I can see, you know, right. developing right. so rapidly um, and there is not a lot of knowledge still about the analytics. And here I can see some opportunities. And also what, what I was referring before, you know, with this fandom and sport mm-hmm. tech and with some solutions, how to attract um, fans, young generations, because of this uh, attention span that it's like really going down and down and down. Uh, you, need to, you need to find some new solutions right. for them, um, I would say. And also, I would say also <laughs> learn how to code. Mm-hmm. Learn how to code because um, let's refer back to you. We are looking for, let's say, full stack developers and right. it's not easy to find them good ones. And here I would love also like to give kudos to you, to your platform. What you guys are doing, it's amazing. It's, it's so simple to use and it's so effective. And I believe you're going to do an amazing job in this industry, helping people, helping young students, helping clubs, helping organizations. It's, it's crazy how good you structure the things. And I would like to encourage everybody to join your projects, your project and um, to trust the, the, the journey that you are in because it's for me super cool and kudos guys to you. We, we we appreciate that i was not expecting that kind of <laughs> no come on it's, it's the truth you know you showed me everything and it's it's really amazing you know and we are really looking forward to working with you guys and you know um, hopefully we are all going to grow you know in in our areas and uh, helping each other it's at the end of the day you know kindness wins over everything and let's be empathetic let's help each other out Absolutely. I, I support it hundred percent. And I, and I think, um, you know, the, one of the key advice that people need to take from this is, is essentially what you were talking about, just, um, kind of like, you know, the, the reality of what it takes, you know, to follow your dreams. And you know, of course, like, you know, it's a lot of hard work and a lot of people want that, you know, overnight success and everyone just sees that, you know, and they kind of like, just realize, Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, like you work for, you know, inter Academy, must be it must have been easy right like you, you just got that right by yourself <laughs> and uh it takes time you know and, and people need to realize that things takes time and it's, it's a lot of stories a lot of lessons along the way i mean like i'm, I'm sure we can have like you know um we, i think we maybe have to do like another podcast at some point just like the craziest stories you have or Love something to. <laughs> <Love to. laughs> you know but uh but yeah. No, but just just one remark, you know, of course, everybody is, they can see, you know, my, I don't know, Instagram post, me being in VIP uh, section in Milano, let's say, and then they are thinking, oh, it's about glitter and everything is fine and dandy, but I'm not shooting pictures or videos when I'm struggling, you know, and you, you will know best, you know, how it is with business. It's, right. You are resolving the problems the issues 
90 or 80% of the time, it's like Pareto rule all over again, 20% of the time it's like fine and dandy, but 80% of the time it's like, you're dealing with that, you're dealing with, with all of this, right. let's say, uh, crap. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, is, it is what it is, you know, right. if you are not, if you are, this is maybe another take, if you are not willing to do that, if you are not willing to struggle, if you are not willing to do the, the work, then maybe it's better to do like a regular job don't be right. don't be involved in business and that's it and nothing bad, bad against anyone it's just the, the cruel cruel reality it is what it is but, but this is why we tell these stories you know this is why we interview you having you on the podcast along with a lot of other people right it's it's because we want people to get those stories and to understand like hey like this is reality reality this is the steps these are this is the way, you know, in order to do it. And, and, you know, it, it, it's not just the VIP, you know, segments, that's very rare, you know, occasions of it. And I think yeah. people see a lot of that, of course, because it's a very attractive industry and there's a lot of, you know, good stuff around it, right. That it looks like, but of course, like, you know, it is challenging and, and like, if we can guide, you know, some people like with your stories, whether that's just, okay, maybe they want to work in Saudi Arabia. Okay. Now they got like some insights of that. Maybe they want to do like some, some sports tech. They, they got like some tips on that. Right. There's, there's always ways where they can take these stories. Right. And, and, and help guide them a little bit on their journey, you know, and understanding like what it takes, what's the reality, because I think a lot of people have big goals and dreams and that's awesome. I will, we love to see it. Of course. I think, you know, you, you, you support that 100%, but then it's about just, what does it take, you know, to get there? What are the actually, you know, steps? What are the things that people don't see, right? And so by realizing, is this, you know, something that I'm willing to put down? Is this the journey that I want to do? And if it is, I mean, like sport is amazing. You know, it's one of the best industries. Like I, I could honestly, me personally, at least, like, I don't know what I would work with if it wasn't sports. So I'm like, I don't have any options. <laughs> I don't like anything else. Like sports is my thing. And it looks like for you too, it's, it's like that passion, right? And that's what drives it. And um, I really appreciate, you know, you, Clement, you, you know, being here, you know, sharing your stories, your your crazy, you know, stories as well. And uh, we we have we have a lot to talk about more. But um, I'm very glad that you you know came here, and we're of course you know happy to have you part of the platform and the community. And uh, it's been a pleasure having you part of the podcast as well. So it's I don't know if you have any final final remarks yeah i would i would say that it's an honor and pleasure for me to be here thank you for inviting me and i wish all the best to you and to all of the uh, people who are watching or listening to our podcast to our talk and uh, hopefully we will all do great things together absolutely Clement. well i have one final tradition that we have to do before mm -hmm. we wrap up and that uh, that that's uh, i gotta teach you a little bit norwegian you know that's, okay. Uh, yeah. Looking forward. Right. So, with every video we do, we always finish with "vi snakkes," which means "see you later" in Norwegian. So that's what you have to say. "Vi snakkes." "Vi snakkes." Yes. "Vi snakkes." There you go. Well done. "Vi snakkes." <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Now you know Norwegian too. <laughs> Thank you very much. Next time I'll teach you some Slovenian language. Sounds good, Clement. All right. <laughs> Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye.